Merry Christmas, Mover Nation, albeit a day late, but we are here and we are here again with the gift that keeps on giving. Yes, I'm talking about not only the Murdoch saga, but now the saga of Miss Becky Hill. <laughs> because I cannot tell you, I was sent this article and I said, this is not this is not happening but of course it is believable believable because everything in this saga is is we we have exhausted our common sense we have exhausted the threshold for with for which we start to 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 question things and now we just go of course this is what's happening becky hill threw her author under the bus her co-author neil gordon under the bus and now he throws her under the bus too. I'm Collier Landry, let's get into it. Testimony continued today in the most notorious criminal trial. When I was 12 years old, my testimony sent my father to prison for murdering my mother. I decided at an early age that our trauma should not be what defines us, it's what we choose to do with it that does. I'm here to share my unique perspective on true crime, mental health, society, and popular culture, albeit with a slight sense of humor. I'm Collier Landry, and welcome to my show. So I was going to rock the Santa hat to start with, and then I lost lost time, and so now I have it. Mover Nation, Merry Christmas, albeit a day late. Like I said, wherever you are and however you may be watching and listening, thanks for making me a part of your day, of your holidays. Uh, it's a Tuesday, live in Los Angeles. It is a sunny, a sunny, warm Christmas uh, over here in the Southland. And let me tell you something that makes this this first ever YouTube live with a new perspective on life. Because on Friday, I underwent LASIK eye surgery. It was something that I wanted to do for a really long time, and my assistant. And channel member and friend of the show, uh, she is now a co-producer on the show, uh, Court McNeil convinced me to do the LASIK eye surgery. And I'm so thrilled that I did because I can see everything. This is amazing because for those of you that have followed me for a while, you know, I sometimes fumble through. I try to read stuff. I try to engage with you guys. Now I can see everyone's comments and their names. It is absolutely incredible. It is the best Christmas gift I could have ever asked for and ever could have given myself i don't know i gotta tell you but i am gonna do a follow-up video about what it's like what they don't tell you five things they don't tell you about lasik eye surgery <laughs> because it definitely has some downsides too but um but being able to see is not one of them i i it's it's crystal clear it's like it's it's like a fountain of youth if you will. <laughs> um, but I am just, I am absolutely ecstatic and uh, I'm so grateful to have you all here. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday. I'm going to get rid of the hat because I just can't do it. Um, I tried, there we go. I tried to be Santa Claus, but the gift that keeps on giving Becky Hill is now accused by her co-author of plagiarism. Now, if you guys have been following the saga and we'll get into it because there's articles on NBC, there's articles in the guardian this has just been a massive, massive, massive amount of drama. So as we all know, she released the book back in the beginning of September and there was a whole hoot and holler about it. And part of it came from Alec Murdoch's lawyers questioning her with allegations of jury tampering. Then we had these, um, we had these allegations of misconduct come down her abuse of power in her office, uh, giving private tours of the courthouse, uh, taking checks and and depositing them in her personal account instead of the account for Colleton County, et cetera, et cetera. And I said from Jump Street when all of this happened that this just looked to me as someone who's from a small town who dealt with a very high profile murder trial that it just all reeked. And when I, and in all fairness, when I got into the Murdoch, this the, looking at all this Murdoch stuff, I was late to the party, way years late to the party. It wasn't until like February of this year that I started looking at it because I watched a documentary on HBO, um, the, the Low Country Murdoch Dynasty or something like that. And I watched it and I became fascinated with, oh, this is a, a family that has obviously been in a seat of power and has also been uh, 
you know, abuse their power, it looks like. But I had this sneaking suspicion that because it's small town, because the meteoric rise of this case, and for all, for all the wrong reasons, by the way, this is a tragedy that has befallen this family, that has befallen this county, that has befallen this community. Let's get one thing straight. Like I am, you know, as, as humorous as I might try to make it, I approach these things having gone through this with, a, with like I said, albeit a slight sense of humor. Let us not forget that two people have lost their lives, a, a, a mother and a son. Gloria Satterfeld lost her lives, lost her life. Stephen Smith is a young man who they still don't know what has happened to this young man. Uh, the family is still looking for answers. You have um, 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 Ma uh, Mallory Beach, who lost her life in the boating accident, and all the people that have been affected. The massive ramifications of this... Uh, of these shenanigans, right? But it is a little humorous to see someone who has tried to ride on the coattails of all this and this meteoric just catapulting of this case into the international spotlight. And that would be Miss Becky Hill, who was the Colleton County Clerk of Courts, who was in charge of the jury during the murder, murder trial, and who fancies herself an author. And, you know, this is just, as I say a lot on the show, never underestimate the predictability of stupidity. And this is one of those scenarios, unfortunately, that this is just where people's stupidity, where their greed, they get blinded by the bright lights and the, and the aspirations of, I don't know, being social media stars, selling millions of dollars worth of books and doing speaking tours and things like that. And they're riding on the coattails of something that's absolutely horrific that does not did not happen to them you know what i mean they are riding on the coattails of something that happened to others and um you know uh it's just really sad and it's really unfortunate just we we live in a very you know not to get off on a little bit of a ramp but we live in an age that is very solipsistic and i i feel in a lot of ways and you have people that are just trying to interject themselves into everything albeit myself right uh but you have this situation where, you know, this is someone who is, um, you know, it's uh, death by a thousand cuts or it's a prison of their own creation. Um, so she latched onto this, this narrative that she latched onto writing a book because she didn't care, didn't care about her job, didn't care about the, the, the job that she was doing for the community. And now all of this has backfired against her and it's um and it's and it's um it's unfortunate that this is what this community is becoming known for these just snafus but it happens and i think it was all very predictable from the start because when i talked about this book coming out three months ago or four months ago now three months ago three and a half months ago I said, this is going to happen. It's going to be massive backlash. It's going to cause a lot of issues and it's done everything that I thought it would do. And as I always say, to what end, right? To what end is it because you are going to sell your soul for millions of dollars uh, or your, or the fame or the internet clout, or is it you sold a few copies of a book on Amazon and now you have to take it down and all of this bad behavior. So I want to get into the article, but at the core of this is because of Becky Hill's emails being released per a FOIA request, which comes from Fitz News, by the way, Fitz News is doing great work on all this Murdoch stuff. Check out their channel, check out their website. They're on top of it. Um, because of them filing a FOIA request for all of her emails, which were also obviously requested by the State Ethics Commission in South Carolina, and anyone with any sort of legal interest in this investigating these ethics complaints against Becky Hill, because there's been two of them. And there also is a case that is against her son, Jeffrey Colt Hill. Okay. Uh, he was charged with one count of wiretapping and they, the case is being made at least in the court of public opinion, but it also appeals and appears in the court of law that there is some collusion between her son, between a mother and son. Uh, it's just all bad. So, at the crux of this latest scandal is because of these emails being released, Neil Gordon, 
went through these emails. Neil, who was a staunch supporter, we've done nothing wrong, we have nothing to hide, blah, 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 blah. Horse pucky, <laughs> uh, to put it politely. He exposed, said she has stole, she had taken an article from The Guardian, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the article. Which is not plagiarism, but I'm just reading it. But uh, and just to clarify, so plagiarism is uh, not a crime; it is something that goes against the ethics and the code of of people who are, especially in journalism. Like in journal, like when you're a journalist, you follow you follow a code of ethics, or at least we hope you do, and you don't steal other people's work. You know, this is why things are copyrighted so people can't steal things. But when you take things from other people and you pose them as your own original thoughts and ideas, almost verbatim or verbatim, because it has to be verbatim, that's when you get into the sticky, mucky territory. So I'm the gun power. Welcome back. Uh, Aretha Bell, T. Davis, Tennessee rocks. Tennessee does rock. Um, Thank you all for tuning in. So an article in The Guardian today came out and it says Becky Hill, who Murdoch's lawyers accuse of jury tampering alleged to have plagiarized passages in a memoir from a BBC article. The court clerk who helped steer the murder trial of South Carolina's Alex Murdoch has since been hit with accusations of jury tampering and has since been hit by accusations of jury tampering, potentially leading to a retrial (laughs) is now embroiled in a plagiarism controversy. Soon after the trial in which Murdoch was convicted of killing his wife and son near a dog kennel in their low country home, Becky Hill published a book named Behind the Doors of Justice, The Murdoch Murders. But her co-author, Neil Gordon, said on Tuesday, as in Tuesday, December 26th, today, (laughs) that the book had been unpublished and sales suspended after revelations that Hill may have plagiarized passages from a BBC article about the case. Gordon told South Carolina's WCIV he discovered the plagiarism while reviewing thousands of Hill's emails that were released through the Federal Freedom of Information Act and compared them to a 12-page portion of the book's preface, probably using ChatGPT, by the way. And I am reading this classes free, as you can tell, and it's so crystal clear, and the type is so small. It's an amazing feeling. I'll probably, I won't probably be shut, shutting up about this anytime soon. By the way, I'm so excited that I got this surgery. You have no idea. Uh, and check out Global Laser uh, uh, Laser Vision and Cataract Institute in the Los Angeles area. They did a fabulous job. Shout out to them. Quote, when I, this is Neil Gordon speaking. Quote, when I confronted Becky about this, she admitted she plagiarized the passage due to deadline pressures, Gordon said in a statement. Gordon said that as a veteran journalist, he could neither, quote, excuse her behavior nor condone it, unquote. He and Hill's plagiarism, he said Hill's plagiarism had, quote, blindsided him, adding that he, quote, I can't be associated with anything like plagiarism and will no longer partner with Becky Hill on any projects. I'd like to apologize to our readers and publicly to the BBC and the reporter. This, unquote, this is a man who is so brazen a few weeks ago and all accusations being leveled at Becky about his conduct, about her conduct, about his wife's conduct, uh, about publishing images online of Alec Murdoch and claiming that they were not proprietary, even though they were clearly taken from Becky Hill's office of the court of the court monitors in her office of Alec Murdoch awaiting his sentencing or awaiting his, sorry, verdict, not even sentencing, his verdict in the holding cell. And this man had the chutzpah to basically take on everyone and say everyone's crying foul for no reason. And oh, how we quickly backtrack, isn't it? How we like to backpedal. Attorneys for the broadcaster are said to be investigating. So attorneys for, I would assume, the BBC. In a forward to Behind the Doors of Justice, author Rona Rich described how Hill ran the Colleton County Court, quote, with an iron fist deceptively wrapped in the softest of silk. 
Hill has been submerged in controversy since Murdaugh's conviction and sentencing. In September, defense attorneys for Murdaugh demanded a new trial. They said they had spoken to three jurors and collected sworn affidavits by two panelists alleging that Hill had improper discussions that hastened their, de that hastened their deliberations, which had lasted three hours after a six-week trial. And supposedly uh, there were other accusations of uh, Becky Hill saying to jurors to not believe uh, Alec Murdaugh when he's on the witness stand or to watch his body language. These are all things you can't say to people. You can't say to people when you are an officer of the court, which she is, she's a clerk of courts, you don't say to the jurors, you shouldn't be talking to them about anything except for what would you like for lunch? That's it. And you can leave here and you can arrive tomorrow. Like that should be it. And why this jury wasn't sequestered is beyond me, but that's a whole other thing. Cause this is just such, this whole thing is blowing up in everyone's face. Kind of except for Alec Murdoch. Uh, in, in a lot of ways, like he, I'm sure is laughing at all of this because this is just, despite him being convicted of murdering his wife and his son and committing and admitting and committing all this massive financial fraud, the spotlight has been completely diverted off of him onto this nonsense, which is not what should be happening. <laughs> and it is just, uh, what a mess, what a mess, what a mess. In September, defense attorneys for Murdoch demanded a new trial. They said they had spoken to three jurors and collected sworn affidavits by two panelists, alleging Hill had improper discussions that hastened their deliberations, which had lasted, uh, which lasted three hours after a six week trial. The attorneys alleged that Hill improperly influenced the jury, telling its members not to trust Murdaugh when he testified. She was also accused of holding one-on-one -on -one conversations with the jury foreperson in the bathroom, giving reporters business cards to jurors and pressuring them to come back with a quick verdict by denying them smoking breaks, as well as threatening them with sequestration. Um, you know, again, can't speak to any of this, uh, until more comes out. Now there's a discovery hearing an evidentiary hearing that is taking place in, I believe, uh, February of this coming year, 2024 to go all over this for Alec Murdaugh's, um, Alec Murdaugh's request for a new trial. And there is a new judge that has been seated on that. I did another video about it. You can check it out. Did the live the other day, I believe it was on Friday or Tuesday, last Tuesday, a week ago. Uh, Quote, she was, she asked jurors about their opinions uh, uh, about Mr. Murdaugh's guilt or innocence, unquote, the attorneys alleged in writing. Hill, they said, quote, instructed them not to believe the evidence presented in Murdaugh's defense, including his own testimony. She lied to the judge to remove a juror she believed might not vote guilty. And she pressured juries to reach guilt, reach a guilty verdict quickly so she could profit from it. And therein lies the magic word, the magic phrase so she could profit from it. And that is the crux of all of this is that she released this book. She released it so hastily and she went off and has just dug herself into this quagmire of just complete nonsense. I mean, this is all of her own creation and it is very tragic. Uh, for everyone involved. Glenda Kay, thank you so much for the super sticker. Sometimes people who let their job title go to their head are, quote, little people with a little power. Yeah, I would agree, Glenda Kay. There are people, they let it all go to their heads. And again, as I've said before, and I said it with my father, you know, if you give people enough rote, uh, enough rope, they can hang themselves. They will, they will be their undoing. You know, you can, again, never underestimate the predictability of stupidity, never underestimate the power of hubris <laughs> and how it can really, really, uh, sink people, you know? Oh boy. It's, uh, yeah. And it's all for money. And that's the thing that's really the saddest is because, you know, you know, this book isn't like, I mean, if any major publishing house was considering touching this book, you know, a week ago, they're not considering it now. So even the fact that taking something and plagiarizing something uh, and putting it in the book and thinking like uh, the hubris that you think that you can do that and get away with it is uh, throw it through chat GPT. Come on, guys. Like we have enough. There's Jasper. 
there's a chat GPT. You can throw it into AI and have it remix it. If you don't want to use something, if you want to, you know, AI works wonders. I don't use it enough, but you can literally just restructure something and just say, look, I want to reword all of this. Uh, and ask the AI to do it. And then you can put it in your book and you're not plagiarizing. So to take something verbatim from an article from the BBC, from the BBC of all places, not from some little county newspaper, not from, from the BBC, like a bastion of journalistic excellence for over a hundred years. Ridiculous. I mean, just again, the hubris, never underestimate the predictability of stupidity. Oy vey. So Gordon said he discovered the duplicated writing. Oh, okay, hold on. I'm going back. Ba, 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 ba. Ba, ba, ba. Hill's book, which was published in July, includes a section, quote, to know South Carolina's low country is to know the Murdoch family name. For 86 unbroken years from 1920 to 2006, a Murdoch presided as the chief prosecutor for South Carolina's 14th Judicial Circuit. It was the longest stretch of family control in United States history. Interesting. In one, okay, so in one February 20th email, okay, so this is from NBC News. And these are the, these are some excerpts here <clears throat> in an email exchange in February between Hill and a BBC news course, uh, news reporter, the journalist quote had shared a long excerpt from an upcoming article about the Alec Murdoch trial. According to Gordon, he then noticed, uh, the article, which was eventually published on March the 3rd was similar to a 12 page passage in the book's preface. In one February 20th email to the reporter uh, from the reporter to Hill and attached Text includes, quote, to know South Carolina's low country is to know the Murdoch family name for, uh, for 86 years from 1920 to 2006. A Murdoch presided as chief prosecutor for South Carolina's 14th Judicial Circuit Court. It was the longest stretch of family control in the United States history. <laughs> to which Hill's books was published includes a section to know South Carolina's low country is to know the Murdoch family name. 86, it's, I mean, it's the same thing. So. Gordon said when he confronted Hill about the similarities, she admitted to it. And as a veteran journalist, he cannot excuse it. He apologizes, et cetera, et cetera. So her book that was billed through the eyes of the observer, you know, who knows how much part of this was taken and who knows how much of this she actually wrote herself, which I actually kind of find sort of weirdly, oddly, um, you know, Neil Gordon, I mean, because you have like, when you self-publish a book, you have to give it to an editor. I mean, you're supposed to give it to an editor. That's what your biggest expense is. They said they paid thirty or forty thousand dollars to put this out, so it, it couldn't have. Like the editor is a large chunk of that fee. It's like fifteen grand to hire an editor to go through your book. And one of the things that the editors do is they check for plagiarism. So either they didn't hire an editor or they hired a really bad editor. I'm going to go with the first part that they didn't hire an editor, that they probably were so full of themselves that they decided not to hire an editor. Now we could probably check that out if we could actually look at the book online, which we cannot anymore because it's been taken down off of Amazon. Uh, so in a statement, Becky Hill is deeply remorseful regarding an allegation of plagiarism that has recently surfaced, according to a statement from Hill's attorneys, Justin Bamberg and Will Lewis, quote, the pressures of developing additional content under tight time deadlines resulted in Miss Hill taking material written by BBC reporter Holly Hondrich and submitting it to her co-author Neil Gordon as if it were her own words. Miss Hill accepts full responsibility for this unfortunate lapse in judgment and has personally reached out to Miss Hondurick to express her sincere apologies. Miss Hill ex accepts full responsibility for the, this is quote from an article from NBC news for, and this is from her a statement from her lawyers. Miss Hill accepts full responsibility for this unfortunate lapse in judgment. This entire thing has been a lapse in judgment. That's my whole point. 
this entire book idea, this entire, and what was the hurry? The pressures of developing additional content under tight time deadlines resulted in Miss Hill taking material written by BBC reporter. What tight time deadlines? You were self-publishing. You are that you make the deadlines. You're the ones that created the deadlines. Why were you doing that? Because you wanted to be the first person out the gate and make all the money, get all the fame, all the internet clout, make all of the money. That's what you wanted. And that's what makes it so egregious to me. So egregious. The like the pressures of developing under like how absurd. Oh, lawyers. Oh, lawyers. <laughs> the pressures of developing something under a tight timeline of which you yourselves <laughs> created. Oy vey. I mean, if anything ever deserves an oy vey, it's this, this absolute rubbish. I mean, uh, and I guarantee the, 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 the journalist probably doesn't give two shits, honestly. Probably like, who is this woman? Like, oh, she wrote a book. She stole my thing. I mean, she will probably sue. The BBC will probably sue them. I'm sure I would, I should hope so because people should learn their lesson. You can't plagiarize people's stuff. Sorry. You can't do it. Unless you cite it, unless you say, hey, took this from this article. Hey, took this from this, you know. Oy vey. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so Hill's, Hill's emails include her telling a French journalist that she was already interested in writing a book three months before Murdoch's trial had even started. And I talked about this last week or on Friday. If you're interested in a partnership, quote, let me know, Hill wrote, according to The State, which is another media outlet. We'll see what they have to say. The actions of Hill, an elected official serving her first term, have been under scrutiny since she was accused of tampering with the jury by advising them not to believe Murdoch's testimony and other evidence presented by the defense <clears throat> at his February trial, pressuring jurors to reach a quick guilty verdict, etc., and, quote, misrepresenting critical and material information to the trial judge and her campaign to remove a juror she believed to be favorable to the defense. I guess this must be the egg juror that people talk about. I don't know who the egg juror was. I remember hearing about it, the egg juror. Somebody can fill me in here in the comments uh, below. But uh, yeah, the egg juror, maybe that's who she's, <clears throat> um, who she's referencing. So as I mentioned before, there has been a new judge that, because Judge um, uh, Clifton Newman has recused himself from this retrial hearing. And now this uh, former state Supreme Court Justice, Chief Justice Gene Toll uh, has been tapped to take over the legal actions involving Murdoch's appeal, um, which is, I believe, going to be in, in the, this motion for a new trial in February. Just what? The juror that got left go. So that is the, yes, yeah, so that was the egg juror. <laughs> which I guess had something to do with like saw them in a Trader Joe's or like at a market and they were buying eggs or something. I, I don't I have no idea. I have no idea what is going on down in the low country and what is going on with my hair. It has a mind of its own today, but that's okay. And I can see it much better too. In my little monitor I'm looking, it's, it's great. <clears throat> she asked the judge if she could get her eggs. Okay. That's the egg juror. Got it. Um, she had a carton of eggs in the jury room. <laughs> okay, that's funny. She had a carton of hers of eggs in the jury room, and she asked if she can go get her eggs. Man, I wish I I wish I was on this Murdoch train a little earlier because uh, there this, this provides a lot of comic relief. Um, so she has claimed. Uh, in an affidavit filed in, in November in response to the allegations, Hill defended her actions, quote, I did not tell the jury, quote, not to be fooled by evidence presented by Mr. Murdoch's attorneys, she said. I did not instruct the jury to, quote, watch him closely. I did not instruct the jury to, quote, look at his actions. I did not instruct the jury to, quote, look at his movements. Now, I wonder if she's being, it sounds like she's being, maybe possibly, because she's been prevaricative the whole time with all of this with the book. And now she's gotten her hand her hand has been caught in the cookie jar, taking Santa's cookies, because tis the season, why not? 
Her hand is caught in the cookie jar. She got smacked. Plagiarizing. You made this book. You rushed to get it out. The pressures of your own self-imposed deadlines uh, is just wild. Wow, 225 people. Hello, everybody. What's going on? Let's see if there's been more <clears throat> statements that have been released. Regardless, by the way, so it's as, as this article mentions, um, and there's been no hearing date set over these jury tampering uh, allegations. This upcoming thing motion is for, for evidentiary hearing for a new trial, which is happening in February. Uh, which this Gene Toll, the former Supreme Court Justice of the State of South Carolina, is presiding over. Uh, regardless of what happens with his murder appeal, Murdaugh will remain in prison because last month he was given a 27-year sentence after pleading guilty to 22 counts of financial crimes against his clients. It will run at the same time as his federal sentence for similar financial crimes that he pleaded guilty to in September. Now, I also did another video about that. Breaking down Alec Murdaugh's apology to those in the room and how he was grandstanding, I feel, in a lot of it to, you know, um, reaffirm his innocence for the crimes, but saying that he was responsible. My father uses the same language, by the way, responsible for their death because of his abuse, his drug abuse, because, of course, you know, um, people who... Uh, who don't like taking accountability or responsibility for anything. They just blame it on other people or other things. Like, oh, it was the drugs. Oh, it was the alcohol. Oh, it was this. Oh, it was that. Yes, but you made the choice to do the drugs, to do the alcohol, to do, to do the bad things that you did. You had still a choice. Uh, I used to drink. I would make bad decisions, but I was very well aware of the fact that I was making a bad decision. It didn't just erase it. <laughs> it didn't say, oh, it just lowers your inhibitions. So, you know, it is what it is. I am the gun power. Thank you so much. It's good to see you back on the show, by the way, in the in our uh, in our live chat group. Uh, thank you so much for uh, the uh, thank you so much for the super sticker. Your eyes are looking good like yourself and you can see without reading glasses. You are brave, which I was. Yeah. Let me tell you something. The surgery is scary, though. <laughs> and I had a moment where uh, um, uh, I am. Uh, uh, well, thank you so much, uh, Retha Bell. I'm one of the few letting us hear about this. Oh, this is great. Absolutely fantastic. Um, <clears throat> but yes, the surgery was, surgery was scary. I thought I was going to back out because the woman at the desk was like telling me, well, it might not work. And I was like, what do you mean, what do you mean it's not going to work? Glad I went through with it. <laughs> but I had a moment. Had a moment of, of hesitation for about 30 seconds. Like, what am I going to do? What am I gonna, I'm already here at the surgery center. I took an Uber down here. I got to go. What am I? <sighs> And I was like, here's, here's my credit card. Let's just get, let's just get it done. <laughs> I'm very glad. It's an excellent decision. Um, so that article that I just read from was from Eric Ortiz. He's a senior reporter at NBC News Digital, focusing on racial injustice and social inequality. Haley Barber, oh, who I think I've met, is a, is a producer for NBC, NBC News, Date, uh, News Dateline. Um, there you go. Oh, unlock free access. Yeah, I want to unlock for free access. Oh, but I got to wait. Hold on. I agree and submit. Okay, no. All right. I'm not unlocking free access. Um, okay. <clears throat> Let's see if there has been another statement. Becky Hill plagiarism. Let's see if there's anything else. Oh. See, she is, there's more about her statement. I mean, this is so weird to read this without glasses, by the way. I just want to get, I put them all in a drawer, by the way, and put them away. Um, <clears throat> KHGI has something that was updated an hour ago. Let's see here. Sales halted on doors of justice. Oh, this is just a photograph. Well, that's no fun. Yeah. Uh, the badness continues. I think all of this, I think all of this, uh, oh, lawyer Lori did one. Yes. I'm sure lawyer, lawyer, <laughs> lawyer, Lori, lawyer, Lori, who uh, is a TikTok um, star and she's a South Carolina, uh, South Carolina attorney. She got into it with Neil Gordon a couple of weeks ago on uh, Vinnie Politan's show on court TV back and forth. And I said at the time, and I, and I played an excerpt of it because I thought it was fascinating uh, because she was right. 
she was totally right. She was within her rights to say what she was saying. She's not, she's not a, she's not a lawyer. She's not a practicing criminal lawyer. She has nothing to do with the case. She can comment all she wants on her TikTok. She can say whatever she wants. It's a call to freedom of speech. And she gave him hell. And I thought it was great. So shout out to lawyer Lori, lawyer Lori, because I'm sure she is having a field day with this, a field day with this, and rightfully so, because they tried to throw her under the bus, and she wasn't having it. She, lawyer, lawyer, lawyer Lori did not fall off the back of a truck in the low country. That's for sure. <laughs> she was great. Um, but, uh, yeah, she let him have it. It was fabulous. Maybe I should pull that up because she was, she was great. I, I enjoyed their engagement, um, quite a bit. She, they just went, I mean, cause he went full on at her. So I was like, come on, bro. You gotta be kidding me. Let's see. Hold on. I know I have it here. I know I've got it here. Let's see. Murdoch, Murdoch. Murdoch, Murdoch, Murdoch. It's happening. Let's see. Hold on. Um... Boo, boo, boo. Sorry, guys. Gonna find this. I want to find this little. Uh... Let's see here. Um... Oh yeah, here we go. Okay, this is great. All right. Uh, I'm going to star this. All right, here we go. This will be it. Hi, cat loves cat skills. How are you? Cat loves cat skills. The whole thing is wacky. You better believe it. Let's uh let's check out this little this little dude. Okay, so it's under 4K videos and there it is. Okay. So this is a little engagement. Speaking of lawyer, Lori. It was a big trial in a small town. It was a big trial in a small town. I love how they lead into this. And that's the that is um Will from uh I believe his name is Will from Fitz News. He's the guy who's the doing names. all the work. Uh, there's obviously uh, been yeah, a lot William of discussion. Fultz. So he interviewed him. He he talks about this, you know, this is from December 5th, by the way, episode of Court TV, uh, Vinnie Politan's show. I think it's called, I don't know what it's called, actually. What is it called? It's just, I think it's just regular Court TV. Sidebar, so you no, know, that's long crime. Closing closing arguments with Vinnie Politan. Um, but he goes into, yes, there we go. <laughs> and also... He has Matt, who is from the um, uh, the Murda um, uh, um, uh, position of power. No, um, seat of power. It's a Murda. He does it with Seton Tucker. Matt. Oh, I'm sorry. I was on their show. I'm so embarrassed. I can't remember his last name. But that's Matt. Defense attorney, and he's Lori Murray. You can find her at Lawyer Lori on TikTok. And in Charlotte, North Carolina, host of the podcast, The Murdoch Family Murders Impact of Influence, which is Impact also in the middle of all this. Matt Harris is with us. Great to Matt have Harris. everyone here. Okay, Neil, I wanted to get you guys together. So, um, explain to us the, the, the why you're upset with, with, with Lori. This is great. I just think, um, you know, maybe I'm old school like Will that's been in, uh, I'm sorry, uh, like Mr. Harris that's been in, you know, mainstream radio and TV news or whatever. Maybe it's different if you're an influencer like Lori on TikTok or whatever, but I still believe there is a responsibility that you have, particularly when you're an officer of the court as an attorney, to speak in a manner that is professional, with professional conduct, and to do your best to tell the truth and not hide behind the fact that somebody anonymous has made all of these allegations. I said uh, I said it's alleged and think that that's okay. Real people are on the other line. I've just explained how blatantly false what Lori and what Will said occurred as it relates to Melissa being tied into this. I also don't appreciate. I mean, guys, the internet is undefeated, undefeated world heavyweight champion, undefeated. And the internet is forever. This will live on the annals of history. So now to be able to be fed a little bit of crow pie, 
I mean, unbelievable. And she just sits there very calmly. I think 15 F-bombs and, uh, you know, substitute the word crap. And many of it around my wife. I don't appreciate that kind of language. And you no, I, I don't want to hear him grandstand about his. Uh, also, none of this was about you. This was about Becky Hill. You have made it about yourself. You have inserted yourself in no. this. You have inserted your wife into it. Don't interrupt me, please. Let me talk. I'll let you talk. You've inserted yourself into it because what I did was talk about the complaints that were made against, against Becky Hill, not the complaints that were made against your wife. Nobody said your wife did anything wrong, but in an effort to garner attention and bring this all back to the book, the terrible book, which that's Really, let's be honest, that's why you're mad at me, because I've said your book is bad, and it is bad. But this is the whole problem. This is why you're upset. This had nothing to do with you. I never talked about you. I never talked about your wife. This is about the allegation against Becky Hill. And you've inserted yourself in there, and you've called me names on social media just as well in a private group so nobody can see it, so I can't respond to it. So you've done all of this. (laughs) behind closed doors trying to hide behind a wall and what was that movie like the dance movie it was like you got served that was him being served by this woman. <laughs> she's like you made it all about yourself and it's all an attempt to sell books that's it case closed you're done all this is about selling books all, none of this is about doing good work none of this is about getting the truth out there it is all serving, self-serving, just rubbish, absolute rubbish. And they were too cheap to hire a stupid editor. They talked about, they spent all this money to do this book. You hire an editor and the edit. And if they did hire an editor, they should go after that editor. The editor checks all this stuff. They look, they Google, they do. That's what their jobs are. It's to edit your book, to make it ready for press. Clearly, they didn't use an editor. Clearly, they they just thought they knew. This is the whole thing. This all comes back to hubris. Hubris, arrogance, whatever you want to call it, however you want to dress it up, you can't put a silk hat on a pig. It's still a pig. This is the same thing, to use my little uh, colloquialisms from the, from the <laughs> southeastern United States. I am from Ohio, which is the Midwest. But yeah, you can't put a silk hat on a pig. This is a pig. Roll in the mud with the pigs, you're going to get dirty, et cetera, et cetera. This is just, but this is case in point. Lawyer, lawyer Lori calling him out. This was December 5th. Not directly calling him out for plagiarism or anything like that, but just the selfish nature in which these people have acted, the solipsistic nature. And that's what this all boils down to. And now you're looking at just complete public embarrassment, right? And maybe, and maybe these people aren't embarrassed. Maybe they're not embarrassed. I would be embarrassed. But maybe they're not. Um, oh, hogs down here says Retha Bell. <laughs> Good to know. Uh, must be something in the water down there that makes everybody stone cold crazy. No, I just think this is. I think this is just a. Um, I think this is just people who uh, just want to be in the spotlight. This is just a, a symptom of our society. I think. I, I mean, to be honest with you, Sheila Peevler, still loving the show. You rock from your seventy-six-year-old great granny fan. Thank you so much. Wonderful. A greased pig on a very slippery slope, says Cynthia Ann. Very true. Um, yeah, it is just, it's just, um, you know, it, it was a money grab, which is all, what all this appeared to be months ago. Again, self-imposed deadlines, but the pressure of getting the book out on deadline. You didn't hire an editor. You, you cut corners. You cut corners. You got sloppy, and that's what it is. And that is how all of this happens. Julie Cox, I don't know. Can this get any weirder? Yes. I'm going to say it can get weirder. It can get weirder. I I know it can. I know it can. Because every time we say this can't get any weirder, it does. It just does. I mean, it's nothing from the Murdoch's. That's the thing. where, Where you think that it's really supposed to be weird, it's not weird at all. That's the... That's the thing I, I kind of find very funny. People like that are never embarrassed. They love attention, says Lynn Clow. Uh, Clow, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, yeah, no, you're. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I do. I was thinking about this today uh, because uh, I was just put, put in the middle of some nonsense uh, a few weeks back. 
And I just thought like, even the people that were on both sides, just, it's like everybody wants, everybody loves the attention, no matter if it's a bad attention. I don't, I'm not somebody who likes bad attention. Like I, I get embarrassed. I, I, you know, I can look back at myself. I can look back and listen to my old episodes or things I've said in the past. I was thinking about, what was I thinking about? I was thinking about a speech that I made in college one time. And I, I, I don't know why I thought of it yesterday as I was driving down to Orange County for Christmas, but I was thinking about it in the car and I thought, and I was like, oh God, that was really embarrassing. I'm so glad that no one was filming that on an iPhone and put that on the internet. Um, thank God we grew up in a, the internet just started then. I'm really dating myself, by the way. Uh, but, you know, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it is, it, it, yeah, I do believe that it can get any weirder. Somebody asked me what size shirt I wear. I wear a large shirt. Um, I hope that this, yeah, this is a large. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I, I think, it, you know, again, this is the this is the lesson for anyone in the cheap seats um, it's always weird when this camera is on the, it's, it's reversed. So, uh, trying to figure out the hair. Oh, there's Marisol. Yes. Yes, puppy. Okay. She said it's time to go. Um, <laughs> it's time for treats. Uh, this is the thing is, is that you get sloppy, you know, people get sloppy, they get lazy uh, and they get money hungry and, and they're blinded by the spotlight or they're blinded by the perceived, you know, attention or internet clout and fame that they're going to get or all of that. And then this just leads to this nonsense, this rubbish. This is, this is what it is. This is what it is. And, um, this is, you know, I, I had on, uh, Matt Murphy last week, you guys know him from, uh, from, uh, um, Dateline and 2020. And, uh, he's with ABC news, I believe. And, uh, you know, he's a former prosecutor in orange County. Uh, has been on the, on the public side. He's, he works in private practice now, but he also, you know, appears publicly on television and he's wonderful, fantastic, very smart guy. And we were talking about the, uh, you know, criminals, you know, I was thinking about, uh, you know, how there's a traffic light camera right up the street from me. And I just noticed it for the first time the other day. This is before LASIK, by the way. Uh, and I was thinking to myself, oh, wow. And we don't have any red light cameras because we don't get red light tickets. But I thought, God, there's cameras everywhere. And just you think about like dumb criminals, like I, I should do a whole video series about dumb criminals. I'm fascinated by these people. But, you know, uh, Alec Murdoch and the whole, the whole situation that happened at the dog kennels right before the murders of Paul and Maggie and, and his son being on Snapchat and that being sent around the world. And, and, and the way that people just don't understand that everything is being recorded all the time, everywhere you go, like my neighbor has a ring camera. I got a ring camera. I got this camera, I got a camera outside, blah, blah, blah. you know, you know, you're never, never underestimate the predictability of stupidity. And I just, I'm, I, I am constantly so to answer the question of like, can this get any weirder? I guess I think it can, because I don't think that people have still caught up to the fact that like, what that your words are going to be accountable. Like you're going to be held accountable. Like people can dig things up on the internet. People can you know, people can see if you plagiarize something and put it out there. Like that's just what happens. Uh, and, and not taking the time to carefully examine one's work before they put it out there. was just terrible. And you know, it is, it's, it's staggering to me. Never underestimate the predictability of stupidity. As I say, that should be a t-shirt. Oy vey. Unfortunately, if you have not grabbed your copy of Behind the Doors of Justice, The Murdaugh Murders, it's not for sale anymore on Amazon. <laughs> but if somebody has it, I'd love to see a copy of it. Now, now I am intrigued. I wonder how much of it, I wonder if there was a Kindle version. Oh man, that would have been great. You could have just put the Kindle version in and just put it up and you could check it for all kinds of stuff. Cause you can do, I don't know if anybody, you grammarly, you can use to examine your emails and things you write online. Grammarly will check for plagiarism. You can literally put a document in and hit plagiarism check and it will run it through the database of all the AI all over the internet and tell you if something is, it comes up plagiarism or not. It's a fabulous new world, newfangled world we live in with technology. My eye itches so bad and I am not supposed to. Oh, gosh. That's one of the things, too. You can't rub your eyes when you get the LASIK for like three months. So you can pull on the eyelashes. You can rub the corners and the corners, but you can't rub the eyes because they cut a flap into your eye. It's a whole thing. I won't get into it. <laughs> get the LASIK if you're thinking about doing it. 
I want to say thank you all so much for tuning in. I want to say thank you so much to my channel members, my channel subscribers, uh, you guys tuning in. Uh, please click the like and subscribe button if you're ready to hear more more fantastic comment. I have a bunch of content. I have a bunch of uh, uh, videos about Murdoch because I'm very interested in this case lately. Uh, and how it relates. And then, of course, about my own story. I'm sharing more about it. The anniversary of my mother's murder is uh, December 31st. Uh, you know, she was killed on New Year's Eve. I always do some content about that. Well, I'll be going live that day. We can talk about it if you want. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, uh, what was I saying? Uh, there's more content about the Murdoz. Uh, thank you so much to my channel members uh, We have and, and Patreon, uh, Patreon supporters. For you guys who are channel members and Patreon supporters, this weekend, this coming weekend, on December 30th or 31st, we will have a live meet and greet uh, like we do. We all get to interact just like we do in the comments, but everybody gets to talk to everybody. It's really fun, and it's all if you support the channel uh, via Patreon or here on YouTube. Um, it, it, you are more than welcome to join. I will be posting a poll. We'll figure out which day we're going to do it on because uh, we live in a democracy here. Um, love the no glasses. Yes, Aretha Bell. I love the no glasses too. Um, so check it out. Also, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in and, um, I really appreciate it on that note, kids, it has been wonderful. I'm hoping everyone has a rest, a wonderful rest of your holiday week. Um, I'll be back tomorrow here live on YouTube. I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is made possible by support from listeners just like you. For exclusive content around this podcast, please consider supporting me via Patreon by going to collierlandry.com forward slash support. Please subscribe via Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from, and please leave us a five-star review. If you want to see video episodes of this podcast, please check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash collierlandry. You can find links to additional resources in the show notes of today's episode. This podcast is a production of Don't Touch My Radio. Copyright, Collier Landry.